The podcast you are about to enjoy contains explicit content, including discussions of sex, various forms of abuse and exploitation, and adult language, including slurs. Listener discretion is advised. Personally, I podcast. I'm Adra. This is a group assignment. I have a martini. Ah! I can't go. I swear we're best friends. I'm very excited for the content. And I'm Kayla. And it looks like a rainbow. I'm excited to get into it with you guys. Intro song. I'm Adra. I'm Brittany. And I'm Kayla. And you found your way back to Personally, Personally I podcast. podcast. Where we each get a say, even if we get canceled before our second episode is out. Yeah. <laughs> I wish y'all would. I wish y'all would. I, I mean, wish y'all would. I wouldn't put it past the internet. I think it's. Anything's a possibility. No! I guess we'll find out. Via cancel culture. Okay, listen, for anything we may or may not have said on episode one, we apologize. Thanks! Okay, don't cancel us. Thanks! (laughs) (laughs) We sound okay. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. So, it's July 10th. When we are recording this, which just happens to be National Pina Colada Day. Ooh. So, of course, video is up by now. So, you guys can also make your own pina coladas with us. Real simple. Just white rum, cream of coconut, pineapple juice, and either golden or añejo rum. Throw it all in the blender with ice. Blend it up. Pour it out. Drink it up. Break it down. That's it. Um, so, happy National Pina Colada Day from Yay. Simply Recipes. So exciting. It's very tasty. I'm I'm loving it for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is exciting because I want to toast to the success of our first episode. It yes. was crazy, but we put it out there and they don't hate it. And cheers to the release of this next episode that we don't go crazy getting it out again. Okay. Because <laughs> I was not sleeping. So woohoo. Clink, 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 clink. Ow, ow. Very exciting. <coughs> Welcome to the hard to swallow section of today's episode, where we will be covering canceled phrases and terms. Now, Webster Dictionary nor Urban Dictionary had a definition for canceled phrases. Shocking. So we'll give you our own definition, which is just phrases with offensive origins that we now don't agree with as a society. Yeah, yeah. This ties into our cancel culture series that we began in our last episode. I'm excited to get into it with you guys. I think we have a pretty substantial list that we have collectively put together. And I had a thought just now that Webster's probably not trying to define canceled phrases because then they'd have to delete them out of their dictionary. Oh, that's a good thing. I didn't even think about that. Which is funny because they added other... Will they be a canceled company next? Ooh, that would be so interesting if we canceled a whole vocabulary based. (laughs) Could you imagine? It would dissolve into chaos. How would we even speak? We would strictly go into Twitter slang. They wouldn't. Maybe maybe they should be canceled. (laughs) That would be crazy. Like there are certain things that I feel like people say are like the foundation of America. Nah, bruh. Let me tell you something. The dictionary is one of them, (laughs) right? (laughs) If Webster's, Walmart, and like 
McDonald's went down, America is done. Like, we would fall apart as a society. We wouldn't know what to do after that. Who really is Webster? Should we do a deep dive? Oh, oh my gosh. It's we should a find out who way. is Merriam-Webster. I got you. And how come you get to pick the words? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> who are Where's you guys? According to their website, Merriam-Webster, Inc. is an American company that publishes reference books and is especially known for its dictionaries. Its oldest dictionary publisher is in the United States in 1831. George and Charles Merriam founded the company as G&C Merriam Co. in Springfield, Massachusetts. Mm. So there's that information. Yeah, we could definitely go into a spiral with that, but right, I'm ready to get into what we're trying to not say and also how that ties into our last discussion of are we going to like stop talking to somebody because they continue to use this phrase or continue to use this word around us and right. how we kind of can go through with that. So. so I tend to make my list off of which ones did I not know of. Mm-hmm. So that's why my list is mostly things that I just heard about. Not the ones that, like, have been out for a few years. And so, let me see. Gypped, I just learned about last year against the gypsy population, which I would love to learn more about, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. if that's not infringing. Is that the word I want? Appropriating? No, because no. I, I want to learn, but if it's not, if it's not sacred. You know what I mean? If right. it's not, if, if me asking and learning and, you know, asking questions is like, um, not over here, girl. If you're not a gypsy, you're just not with it, then that's fine, too. But I would like to learn more. Because I've never really had, I feel like, a comprehensive view of who is a gypsy, mm-hmm. what what is the culture about, you know, yeah, none of it. So I would love to learn all about it. Yeah, and if you're using the term gypped, that means you are politically incorrectly saying that you've been gypped. It means you thought you were getting something that you didn't actually receive. So, like, you mm-hmm. were supposed to be paid $10 for this service, but they slid you... Like eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. And you, they, like, you just assumed that it was the $10 and so you were gypped. Or you purchased something that for $10 and then the thing broke, like you only got $5 worth of product out of it. So right. what exactly, like how does that tie in? Like what right. does that mean? Like why are gypsies, like is that? Because it makes them sound untrustworthy. Right. And then it's like, well, why is that the stereotype? Right. Well, I think that was because... Um, I'm not fully informed on the gypsy culture, but the little bit that I have read, I think it stems from stereotypes of the gypsy community that the, I don't know, would mainstream be the right word? Kind of like the most popular populace. The masses! The masses, yes. (laughs) And so it stems from the stereotypes of oppression for the gypsy community. Mm. Because they were seen as dirty and less than due to their, from what I understood, from their cultural ways. That makes sense. So it's just oppression yet again. Again, yeah, yeah, we know how society is. They love to hate on things. That's not surprising. Let me see what else. Uppity I had heard about years ago because I am black. I haven't always heard this term discussed with specifically like black people or just specifically a certain race mm-hmm. for me in my experience I've heard being uppity kind of 
having your nose turned up. It sounds like a class thing, the way you explained it, more class than race. Yeah. Yeah. That was my experience with it as well. Whereas also, somebody told you not to be uppity, Mm -hmm. but I've also seen people like, oh, they're so freaking uppity. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to do with them. They're uppity. They just like... Snotty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Snotty, snobby. Yeah. yeah. So. But the original was. Right. Which for it, black people who didn't know their place. Right. So that makes sense. Kind of evol- It doesn't make sense racially, obviously. That's racist. That's never made sense. Fucked but. up. That's not cool. <laughs> don't be fucking racist. But. Like, just don't Did do y'all it. y'all hear that? Don't be fucking racist. It's we are. that simple. Just stop. It's done. <laughs> um. But. <laughs> From the evolution of its origin to it then just meaning not necessarily more of a classist thing than a racist thing because racism and classism is very intertwined. Yeah, I think that can also be related to the term grandfathered in where that term started as a, if you look at like its origination, the grandfather clause started in, I don't even remember the year, I have it somewhere in my notes but it started as a term to allow people who owned slaves to continue to own slaves even though they were freed they were technically supposed to be abolished right yeah the grandfather clause is no longer present but we still use the term grandfathered in in corporate settings when we talk about oh this person's been here for 10 years so the new procedures that are required of the new employees that person no longer has to do it because they've been grandfathered in Mm -hmm. when in actuality that term grandfathered in or grandfather clause came from the original clause that was set to keep slaves oppressed and owned so what was the word that you used adria where you were like historically i guess it makes sense that it has changed over time like i'm when i'm talking about grandfathered in i'm not talking about these people that I work with that own slaves, I'm talking about these people that I work with who have been here for a long time. But it's still the origin that it comes from is, if you're going to use a term, know it, but also if you like know where it came from, but if, also if you know where it came from, then just be cognizant of who you could be offending if you use it and keep that in the back of your mind. Yeah, because probably talk about it quite a few times while we're in the cancel culture series. But yeah, because people are really quick to be like, well, that's not what I mean when I say it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, we understand that. But that is what it means. You know, what you're saying is what it means. If I point at a horse and I say a giraffe, and you're like, that's a horse, but over time the term horse has morphed over into giraffe, but it still means horse. I'm Mm -hmm. still talking about a horse. What it means is what it means. So I think that's the main thing to know. And then, of course, if you still want to use it, you have that right, but there may be consequences. I actually want to go back to the, the term gypped because mm-hmm. I forgot that I had other notes. <laughs> the word stems from gypsy, um, but has been used as a derogatory slur against Roma, who historically traveled from place to place across Europe. The term perpetuates the stereotype that Roma are a lower class, not mature or cultured, and foreigners. So you're basically othering someone. Right. We kind of inferred that, but yeah. I just for. We're just super freaking smart, so we just freaking can't freaking help it. Um, peanut gallery, Mm. I just learned doing research for this. I have been saying that my whole life, had no idea, just thought it was a joke from like, I don't know, a cartoon or something from back in the day. I didn't know where I thought it came from. Definitely did not think it was because it was a cheap section of the theaters. Mm. Like, 
what? So this one's classist and therefore also racist because mm-hmm. we all know that this system and this you know country was set up so that people of color stay broke. So that is the area of the theater that they could afford to sit in. And it was called the peanut gallery. So that's a double whammy. Right, and when you <laughs> use that term, it's like, nobody wants your opinions from the peanut gallery. Right, that's nobody cares way. about what you have to say. Yeah. And it's so, like, well, damn. So it's like an extra <laughs> slap in the face. Right. I didn't know the origins of that. I always thought that was... I always inferred from my youth that the peanut gallery was a reference to mental institutions from back in the day. That makes sense, too. That it was a like a mental derogatory based term. Like a nutty individual. Mm-hmm. Ah, right. That so totally you makes don't, sense. So I don't want your opinion yeah. from the peanut gallery. I don't want your opinion from your nut house. Right. Like a, from the like, crazy behind right. brain. Just shut up and sit over there. Yeah. That could definitely make sense, too. I wish, because I wouldn't have freaking used it if I thought about it that way. Um, I now officially flinch whenever somebody says a master bedroom. And this one is hard for me to get out of the habit of, because my whole life, it's been a master bedroom, and now it has to be a main bedroom. Which is fine, still starts with an M. I'll get it, and I'm for it, clearly, but like, whoa. So, I actually did a pretty... I'm not gonna say a deep dive, but like... It was deep. it, It was a casual dive into this term because I have heard multiple people say like yes master master slave owner is equivalent to master bedroom and that's where the master lived in the house the master quarters yeah what I found was that the phrase was master bedroom was first used in a Sears catalog in 1962 and has become a staple part of the real estate business since The master bedroom referred to the largest and most luxurious home in the house as a result of the baby boomer generation post-war. However, the concept is slowly dying today as homes shrink in size due to rising costs and reduced income. So basically, homes are getting smaller and you still have them, obviously. We still have homes that have master bedrooms, so to speak. Right. Or just main bedrooms, main ensuite bedrooms. When did you say it appeared in that series catalog? It was 1962. So that was... Oh, hell. That was post slavery but black people have been oppressed for ever and so there were definitely still oppression there but this was one that yes i've heard Mm -hmm. that it should be canceled and people are not choosing to use it and i mean you choose what you want to choose as far as like the words that you use i feel like a lot of people jumped onto this quickly without doing more research to actually know like Back when there were owned slaves, mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily calling it. It was 1962 was the first documented use of this right. phrase. So if it is triggering to use the term master bedroom because you think of master and like slave master or like owner of slaves in that term, then don't use it. But it is something to just kind of be, I've been extra cognizant of and especially researching this topic and researching just cancel culture in general to know, like, okay, this is being canceled, but for why? What is it that is being discussed? How can I learn more about it? How can I get become more educated about this particular phrase or person or company? That makes me think about the conversation you and I had involving the usage of the word picnic. Mm-hmm. Picnic? Picnic. Yeah, we did talk about this, and that's not... Why is picnic here? So the term picnic, maybe last year or the year before, I started seeing this large influx of posts about how we need to cancel the term picnic and not use that word because the term... Originated? Originated 
from the terminology of picking a n-word and was associated with oh. um, ex- oh. <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't understand. That sounds like some shit my mom would make up just on a on a day of us doing black things. Like that sounds like a word that my dad would have put together, like to crack a joke. Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding me. Mm-mm. That's where that word came from. Well, that is where people were saying that that word originated. That wealthy white people would come to slave auctions with their baskets and their blankets. And they would set up for either um, slave auctions or slave hangings. Okay, now and this is making watch sense. Or pick their choice of slave, and <laughs> that—that's where that term it became a bastardized term of that circumstance, and it flooded the internet for I guess only a, really a few hot months, and then dissipated. And me and Brittany ended up having, I wouldn't say it was a heated conversation, but I think we had a very useful conversation on her back patio one day when we were actually on our way to a park <laughs> to have a picnic. And I was like, oh, did you hear By this, the way. <laughs> this latest information? Were we going to go eat and... <laughs> outside on a blanket speaking to each other? Or were we going to pick it inward today? Because I just, I was really feeling one. So do we know if this is is the true origin of it, Um, or do we... No, I don't know for certain. I've been both disproved and proved, so I think that really depends on where you find your sources. Yep. Which is why I wanted to bring it to conversation, (laughs) because the last time you and I had this conversation, you disproved it Mm -hmm. and said that that was not (laughs) correct. And I was like, that makes plenty of sense. And I hadn't dug, and I still didn't, I have not dug back into it to find my own sources to say one way or the other for myself personally. But just the way you were wording that previous conversation topic made me think of this. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring it back up since I noticed it was not on our list. Right. And the way that Kay just, like, started laughing about it. Okay, because it, in my head, I'm, I'm saying the whole thing out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm putting pick and then I'm saying the entire n-word which I will never say on this podcast but in my head I'm saying the whole thing and it's just hilarious because I grew up with parents that will add that to other words and Mm -hmm. play on it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because we're black and we're allowed so we grew up and you know it was hilarious growing up so in my head that just sounds like another word that they came up with that they pieced together to be something that just us black family or you know that we're doing so that's why I'm cracking up because in my head it's hilarious but now I can never say the word picnic without cracking up so thank you yeah I so I just did a quick search um and found on Snopes and I mean, we can get into a a debate about whether or not you choose to follow the certain websites or whatever. When we did have that discussion about Picnic, and I kind of did a quick research then and found that it wasn't completely accurate, I used Snopes, and Snopes said that was false. Snopes.com, awesome. But then I also just found this other resource called Etym Online, so E-T-Y-M O-N-L-I-N-E dot com. Etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Well, thank you for that, Kayla. So, according to Etym Online, uh, Picnic originated in 1748 
but the event itself was apparently rare before 1800. As an English institution, it originally meant a fashionable social affair in which every partaker contributed something to the general table. So I'm thinking like a potluck type of thing. It is a word that can be, that sounds something that sounds like what that claim was. It doesn't seem like it's actually accurate. So when you hear something that might be a little interesting, (laughs) yeah, a little sus, or even if it's not, like also just talk to other people. It's good to stay informed. Education is key. Yeah. All right. And when all else fails, go on a picnic. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yo, speaking of the (coughs) N-word, I'll just hop on here next and go with eeny, meeny, Mm. miny, mo. Yeah. Are y'all serious? Y'all was catching N-words by the toe? What? I had no idea. I heard this a while ago, and I definitely say that I do remember searching this and finding that information. That's crazy! Yeah, that's so weird that it turns into a kid song. It's just so traumatizing. And then I heard you guys talking yesterday when we were out and about, and I was um, doing the Ring Around the Rosie song. And that just kind of, it's kind of insane where how those things start, start. I was literally right there. Right there. You grow up hearing that, and then when a kid says, play Ring Around the Rosie, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to play Ring Around the Rosie, because, like, you don't want to kill that kid's joy. If I'm babysitting a kid, and they want to count, they want to make a choice between this or that snack or whatever, and they start saying, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, what am I supposed to do? Slap the snacks off the counter and be like, no, Timmy, we don't use that. It's not my child, you know what I mean? You'll learn just like I did. For circumstances like that, it would be useful to research topics, terms, and canceled phrases such as these to be able to have replacements in your back pocket. So being able to have these types of conversations, familiarizing yourself with such things is important and critical. As we grow as a society, it's important to stay informed. That way we can come up with solutions to circumstances like these because even though these kids don't know the derogatory and racist or homophobic or ableist shout out disability pride month terminologies origins we can always do our best to curate a better future do 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 breaking news all right According to Snopes.com, oh, snap. the origin <laughs> or the claim that the nursery rhyme Ring Around the Rosie is a coded reference to the Black Plague is, in fact, false. <gasps> what? Ring Around the Rosie is simply a nursery rhyme of indefinite origin and no specific meaning, and someone long after the fact concocted the inventive explanation for its creation. Now, you can submit information to Snopes, but... Again, in my experience using Snopes, it has been pretty... Reliable. Yes, thank you for that word. So, again, this just goes back to checking your resource, doing the research, researching reliable resources, and not just just sharing information based on your own truth, but also knowing that what can, what is your truth now can always change when you receive new facts. Ooh, I like so, the way you said that. So, thank you. That's something that I've always stress to people who are like well well, the science said to us last year that blah 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 blah." but science changes because science 
is based is on hypothesis. evolutionary and everything every, changes. Yes, everything. everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. Hello, people. How are you? I know most of you guys listening right now are probably our family and friends, and therefore you already know this. But, like, just a reminder, everything changes. Everything, everything, everything. Literally everything. Change is uncomfortable. Another phrase that I want to bring up that I did not know about was spooky. Again, I only saw two sources for this. But during World War II, apparently that is what the white soldiers called black soldiers. They called them spooks. And that's where spooky came from. (laughs) I feel like this is going to be one of those that I'm just going to let go personally. This is going to be one that I don't make a make or break. Because I'm probably going to use this word. And I wonder how many World War II vets of color have hated Halloween because of that word you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's just crazy how I started thinking about things after that so that was spooky I would like to know if there's a replacement for spooky because I wouldn't want to use that word now that I am reminded of its racist origin I want a replacement for that word Mm -hmm. because for me personally it was like a stim for my brain I liked all of the necessary enunciations for that word because I always associated it with Halloween and not racist douchebaggery (laughs) so to now know that it's based on bullshit is like well damn i need to work that word out of my vocabulary and so i'm hoping to now find another word for it so yeah we would totally need help with that because in my head i was immediately like well all the synonyms you know what i mean we can use creepy and and ghouly and ghouly you know know, scary and eerie you know eerie yeah that's that's you know, I don't want to say thrilling because that's actually maybe kooky. Good. Maybe I should look up kooky. Kooky, I thought meant quirky, funny, silly, but for enunciation purposes, mm. like it's got similar syllables. True. Spooky, kooky. Now I'm gonna have to look up the history of kooky. Yeah, because that would be what it, you didn't want to do. Like you're right. fine. Like you're trying to replace a derogatory <laughs> term, and then you end up replacing it with another one. Another one, one that would suck. Oh. <laughs> Just fact checking the etymology of spook. The origina- it originated in 1801, Oops. but from like Dutch and German words, Swedish words like scarecrow, and possible outside connections with dragon witch. So things that are spooky. However, it also means undercover agent as attested from 1942 and the derogatory racial sense of a black person is attested from the 1940s. Perhaps from the notion of dark skin being difficult to see at night. Black pilots trained at at Tuskegee Institute during World War II called themselves the Spookwaf. Well, of course we're hard to see at night, nighttime is lacking the light, and so are we. We soak it in, we don't put it back out. That is for you guys. You all reflect it. We soak it in. We keep it in. Okay, we glue from the inside out. So if you do see us in the dark, it's a white part of us because that's the part that reflects the light. Into the night. Hello? <laughs> Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> I wanted to touch on real quick a couple of these on the list. So at the very top I had, oh, please forgive me. I'm saying them because I have to. Indian giver slash low man on the totem pole slash spirit animal slash powwow slash tribe, anything like that, which is not necessarily canceled air quotes per se, but they are canceled for anyone who is not of that population and I don't understand why people don't understand that we're using it incorrectly is the thing if you're gonna use it you have to use it correctly 
you know, you have to use it like it was meant to be used. And uh, again, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But just know that it is offensive when you call your best friend your spirit animal because that is not the proper use for that phrase. And we have got to stop using those. It is cultural appropriation to use a phrase, a term, a word that originated in one culture and then just take it and be like, oh, it sounds something like this, and then just apply it to that. That's that's not how it works, you know? That's just not how it works. And that uh, was right up there to me with retarded, lame, dumb, using the terms tone deaf, blindsided, blinded, color blindness. All that's ableist. Like, you should not use these terms just haphazardly in your everyday life, you know what I mean? Because you looked at the sun for five seconds, you're not blind. Don't say that because there are people that really are. I had a thought actually on the terms related to the Native American culture. I was doing some research on the term powwow. What is most offensive to me with these phrases in particular, a lot of the things that you mentioned, the totem pole, spirit animal, powwow, tribe, those words, to my understanding, and based on the research that I have done, and this does not include asking a Native American, but researching Native American literature and etymology of words, those words specifically are very powerful and they mean something sacred. So the powwow is basically, it's magic, it's like a ceremony, it's a, it's a huge collection of people who join together to partake in a very spiritual event. And when we, when it's used by non-Native American people, it's like, oh, let's just sit down and have a powwow. Let's let's have a powwow about blah, blah, blah. And it's something that's just kind of like said so flippantly that mm-hmm. you just like don't even, it's, it's not sacred. Mm-hmm. But within the Native American culture, it is very sacred. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that you should be more aware of when you're using it. That's just something to speak on that. Yes. I would also like to add that personally I believe that if a word or term is based in a culture or religion, if it's a part of a system that you are not a part of, there is likely a very good reason and or motivation for you to not be using it beyond understanding. But I can understand and I guess sympathize with a lot of people in today's day and age. We live in a very fast-paced society. So we don't always think about the depth of what we're saying, but that is why we need to have conversations like this one. Not only about canceled phrases, but about why it is canceled for your specific population. Mm -hmm. Because as a disabled person, I have recently started using the word crippled Mm -hmm. to refer to myself. That is not something that I would have done in my preteens or really my teens at all because it was used as a derogatory term against me it just hurt but after i took the time to take space from it and then to go back and do research into it why was it offensive to me and why is it offensive to people that are not in the community as well as people inside the community and is it possible for me as an individual to take that word reclaim its purpose and its power and its intent to reference back to the terminology from the native american cultures the reasons why you shouldn't be using those terms It should be enough to say you're not a part of that culture, so don't use it, Mm -hmm. but it's not. As a white person myself, I will say that it is not enough to white people to just simply say 
you're not a part of that, period. That's Don't the problem do... right there. Right. I would say because we live in the society we live in, we have this bottomless pit of need to consume and claim what isn't ours as ours because we want it all. I think mm-mm. to be a part of a culture, which just a reminder is a society at a particular place and time culture does not necessarily mean race or origin or religion it's a group of people a community a part of society in a particular time so the native american culture and there's multiple cultures within that then you have the disability culture people that are different so you have these variety of different cultures that if you are not part of and don't know the etymology and the origin of the words that are used within that culture then it's probably best for you to just not use them at all also along with the terms of lame dumb tone deaf blind blindsided if you're not part of that culture it's not appropriate for you to use adra is someone with a disability and you are using the term crippled to describe yourself but it would be completely inappropriate for someone who did not know you they were not part of anything to just be like oh yeah adra this crippled person over here that would not be appropriate i agree yeah those are my major things with this is again you can say and do whatever you want to but there are going to be consequences even hearing that all of these phrases and terms some of these for me personally do not offend me but the ones that don't offend me are the ones that pertain to black people because i'm black or anyone that is sexist you know what i mean because i'm a woman i can't say that i'm offended or not if somebody calls me for example an eskimo you know what i mean that's on our list Mm Because that is not the proper term for that group of people. Mm-hmm. It never was. They're Inuit. But I can't be offended or not be offended for that. Because it does not pertain to me. Therefore, in my mind, if this offends this population of people and is incorrect on top of that, mm-hmm. why would I continue to say it? Once I learn that it's incorrect, that means that I'm talking about nothing because it's wrong or I'm speaking gibberish because it's wrong. So what is the point? But the ones that I find offensive or not are the ones that pertain to my identities. Mm-hmm. Any other one is not up to me to pick and choose what's offensive or not because right. it's not pertaining to me. Did you hear that, Supreme Court? I think that definitely applies to so many different things, as Kayla said. Not just words, but things, events, yeah, laws, and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I do think that if you are not part of a group, you don't get to decide whether or not it's not offensive. So if someone says, I really would appreciate it if you don't use that term, that slur around me, that would be great. Thanks. Right. Something else I would really love people to understand is consent is a whole thing. For example, Adra, when you were talking about referring to yourself as crippled, A, that doesn't mean you're going to walk into a room of other disabled individuals and be like, what's up, my cripples? Right. Just because you're in that population, even you understand that not everyone in that population is going to be okay with that. It's something else that I want people to understand. Just because these three black people told you that they're cool with you calling them black doesn't mean that every black person is cool with that. You are going to meet other black people that don't want to be called black. They're African-American. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. Just switch it. African-American. Personally, I don't expect people to turn on these habits immediately. 
I'm probably going to stop myself in the middle of saying so many of these phrases coming up in my life. It's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. But it's the trying that matters. Like, it's knowing that it is wrong and you're trying to better yourself because everything changes and you have to. Something else that I wanted to talk about, again, your crippled example is amazing because just because you refer to yourself as crippled and we are your best friends and family, that does not automatically give us the right to refer to you as crippled either. And that's something else that people need to understand. Just because somebody calls themselves something that is known to be derogatory doesn't mean that you just get to call them that now. You as a close friend, family member, lover, partner, whatever, you still need to ask if that person is comfortable with you saying that is totally different saying something about yourself and having somebody else call you that you know what i mean maybe that's just not comfortable talk to each other and respect each other that's all yes first of all i would like to credit this new terminology usage to my own personal research within the disability community i personally went and did research to figure out history on these terminologies and on their origins and why they were used and how they got used. Crippled was originally a medical term that became dated. We were like, "Mm, that's not the cup of tea we think it is. To both of your points, it is important to ask for clarity with usage when it comes to sensitive terms such as crippled, such as disabled, such as the things that we're going over. There are podcasts that I listen to specifically when I feel isolated by my disability because I don't know very many people in real life that have cerebral palsy is what affects me daily. And so I started looking for books and I started looking for research, medical-based or otherwise, on my disability and I found these two podcasts that bring me a lot of comfort, Disabled Girls Who Lift and Disability After Dark. They're similar to ours in the sense that it's just people having conversations about topics that they've decided is necessary. One of the topics that really blew my mind about terminology such as crippled, Disabled Girls Who Lift talked about whether or not they even identify as disabled. And that conversation led to my personal questioning of what I identify as. And I found that to be very interesting. Love it. And I can't wait to come back to the topic of disability awareness and all that because we're going to get there later. And just to finish that thought on both using the R word and just kind of wrapping up the conversation. I do not have a physical disability. I have spent my entire adult career working with people with various disabilities and have advocated for the cancellation of the R word and people who I have to have those uncomfortable conversations with face to face will slip up from time to time and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use that word with you. And I really appreciate that. So yeah, and that's just a word that I choose to not use. But the people who I have had those conversations around either have learned to not use it themselves or have learned that it's not a word that I like to hear when they're around me. So I appreciate those relationships that I have with those people who love me enough or who care enough to actually, you know, say, I'm not going to use that word around her. And I'm going to work on not using that word around people who it may or may not offend. So, And to me, that's respect. If you truly love somebody, you're willing to make some form of compromise. For example, me being black, I have a lot of non-black friends. And my non-black friends know not to say the N-word around me. Granted, they would all be like, I don't say the N-word at all. And I'd be like, I believe you, girl. 
we don't believe y'all <laughs> we never we just can't we can't we know when the song come on y'all slip up and y'all say that crap we know you do but y'all know not to say that around me and that sounds aggressive coming from me you know what i mean because you're like i really appreciate everyone who respects me and i'm like they know not to say that around <laughs> me and it's it's not like that but like that that's one of the things we've talked about. That's one of my make or break. So my non-black friends know, okay, I'm not going to try that over here because we won't be friends after that. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I don't care. Please do not disrespect me and my culture and who I am and our relationship by doing that. It's one word. If you care and you love enough, you'll respect enough to ditch one word. It's not that hard. there welcome to the palette cleanser segment of the podcast so today i'm going to be sharing some funny anecdotes and if you want to share your own you can find us on social or hit us up on our email and we'll give you a shout out if we decide to share the palette cleanser that you send in today i am going to be sharing some of my favorite instagram posts from one of my favorite instagram profiles called live from snack time snack and it is something that I literally look for every single day to brighten my day. Um, it's basically submissions from all of their followers. And it's basically kids and their darndest things that they say. Oh, oh my god, yes, um, please hit me. Here we go. Kira, seven years old, said, I'll just take a nap. That's how you solve that. So, <laughs> relatable. All of these things are pretty relatable. Yes. Oh, this one. An anonymous nine-year-old says, I want to marry my bed and cheat on it with my couch. Oh my. <laughs> that nine-year-old knows what it is like to be an adult and I want to meet you and I need to know why <laughs> yes I feel like this one is pretty accurate for us because we always are so excited talking to each other <laughs> a five-year-old Dylan said you just bumped into my words I was talking first <laughs> I want Not that tattooed on my brain <laughs> bumped into my words word crash <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Word wreck. This is just word wreck. Perfect for when you're just in the feels. Never mind. I don't need a napkin. I'll just use this piece of bread instead. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. Let's be Stop honest. I've done it. Put a finger down if you too have used bread. <laughs> All Stop of our fingers are down. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Okay, fine. <laughs> Dude, no. Wet bread. Okay, that's that's fair. You don't wipe your face with wet bread. What Excuse do you mean? me? No, do you're you talking about like stomping something up, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. So you don't put it in soup or you're like, ah, uh, no. Okay, why would fair. I do that? You know what? If it's really like if it's like a hard bread, mm -hmm. you know, like then crouton, then like, yeah, I'll soak up. it a little bit. But no, man, no. Gotcha. That's fair. <laughs> and we'll just wrap it up with this beautiful one from Jordan, seven years old. I want to go to happy hour with you, and I promise to be happy for a whole hour. Aww. Yes! <laughs> I feel like we should clink our drinks. Clink, clink, I know, clink, right? Clink, 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 clink. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> I don't like that. That made my ears happy. Well, I know my palate is um, hella cleansed. That made me feel so much better, especially that nine-year-old. Listen, girl, it don't get no better. Keep with the bed and the couch. <laughs> yeah. Be out here. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I hope you learned and laughed because we sure as hell did. Don't forget to follow us at PersonallyIPod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And also, you can send us a topic you want to hear, your own cocktail recipe, a palate cleanser, a question, or a comment to PersonallyIPodcast at gmail.com and PersonallyIPodcast.com. Don't forget to listen anywhere you get your podcast and share it with everybody you know and love. And we will see y'all over the next round. And it's on us.